0: Steven, it's a new year, it's 2022, and I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think?
1: I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me, and I'm going to dig in to
0: a whole nother year of... You can't disappoint a podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on
1: your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How, how can they
0: get in this pool Zach, if you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week, You Can't Disappoint Pre-Show, and all kinds of Patreon-exclusive content coming all the time, Stephen. We'd love for you to support
1: us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappoint we are also on Instagram at can't disappoint Podcast, and we're
0: on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcasts at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image, product review site. Leave us a review there. Uh, There's like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast.
1: Cannonball! I'll put like a big splash splat. <laughs> yeah. Chang, are, are you crying? I understand I've been crazy in the past, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating to be completely dismissed like this. I don't know if you guys even see me as human anymore. I don't know if it's like a joke to you. all Asian men like a joke if it's like a no, racial thing? No, no. I paid for my crimes. Underneath all the craziness, I am still a human. And I, I, I do want to make a difference. And, Can you
0: respect that? (laughs) Uh, Chang,
1: (laughs) what can we do here?
0: Bear down for midterms! Okay,
1: okay. Okay, well. We'll uh, we'll
0: put up some bear things?
1: We'll bear down for midterms! Okay. Uh, Look what? out your window! Okay. What do you see? see? Oh, oh. oh, my God, oh, my God, if it's the same as me, all I see is, like, a bunch of party hats down there, man. I can't make out what's under the hat.
0: I- I'm trying to yes and, but I truly don't understand. Oh, it's
1: a big old something. Is it a fat dog? Is it a bear? I can't figure it out. What
0: do you think, man? Why would what I see out my window be the same as you? Just tell what? me what's out your window, man.
1: Oh! Man, you don't see that out your window dude uh, <laughs> oh hold on they're holding up a sign Zach it what says, does it say welcome to this episode of you oh, can't disappoint a podcast it
0: says live from New York it's Saturday I night know, man. I think that might have been a botch <laughs> botch job um- I think that might actually be one where I have to say let's do it again. I don't know if Wow. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> All right, take 1. That was take 1. Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast that never makes a mistake, that that never has to start over, that it's just pure unfiltered, unedited Zach and Steven sludge straight into your ears. No fucking cuts here. No f- edits when the latest green day album came out they had this really uh cringy billboard that was around la that was for their new album which sucked mm-hmm. that yeah. was like no swedish songwriters no bullshit 100 percent unadulterated rock <laughs> <laughs> yikes they were serious i think so <laughs> oof
1: yeah, uh, f- those Swedish songwriters. I don't want any of that shit in my ears. That was Green
0: Day with an E at the end, though. The <laughs> Green Day. Hi, everybody. Wel- oh, I have unplugged you from my headphones already. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm Zach, and I didn't write anything down from this episode to make a riff off of.
1: Uh, I'm Steven, and racist! Race? 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 Damn it, I fucked it up. <laughs>
0: shop Hi I'm everybody. I'm Steven and welcome, let's race! start over, right? Oh. Hi everybody. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. <laughs> Argentina's least favorite television podcast. We're here. We're back. We're glad to be back. I'm glad you're here. Let's start off the program. Let's make no haste in in sending some respect, sending some Make some no haste. Homage. Haste means
1: you're, you you want to make haste if you're going to be fast. No, we're
0: we're not making any haste cuz we oh. don't have time. Because we've got to shout out our $10 and up patrons (laughs) but at the top. No, turn the stove off. We don't have time to make haste. (laughs) Because we've got (laughs) There's no time. Our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast are Mary Baker Budisa, uh, Danny M. Lugo, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, and Brian Thurman. We like those people a lot. Thanks for paying our electricity bills. Thank you. And of course we've got to shout out our community papa, our daddy, our leather-bound, television knowledge-bound papa mm. at communities on Twitter. He's he's bound and and
1: begging for more from his two baby boys and yeah. and we want, we hope we can give that to
0: you today, dad. We love you so much, Pops. Thanks for the retweets every week, and thanks for everything you do for the community fandom. Geez, we are not off to a good start today, Steve. I think we're doing great. That's good. Okay, then I feel a little better. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, you know, honestly, I started my day not being able to give as much attention as I wanted to today's episode of Community because I ordered food for delivery that was supposed to show right up on my doorstep so I could snickety snack on some pancakes while I was watching The Fat Dogs, and Mm. it never showed up.
1: Mm, So during my
0: last rewatch of the episode, I was trying to uh, write to Uber Eats, do you know who I am? (laughs) Did they? No. (laughs) They did not. They did not.
1: Never heard of me, huh? They said, come on, do we interviewed Joel
0: McHale? They didn't know him either, which I was really surprised by. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Should we just get right into it, I guess? Do you want to talk about anything? Anything new? Um. No, huh. Not a thing. Oh, I I just
1: finished uh, the most recent season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. It was really good. I... Um I would have been they did like a final 5 cuz for some wow. reason this didn't eliminate anybody this season like it took hmm. them like 10 episodes to get rid of like five people. Interesting. Um but they did like a top 5 and four of those five I would have been happy if they won and I was happy with the one who did so it was it was cool. Good good season of the show. I'm going to I'm going to be seeing the Work the World tour this cool. summer uh in Chicago which has uh some of my are favorite really Queens in this top thing, five. Aren't yeah. Yeah.
0: You've gone to a couple of these things. Just I, I
1: saw the Vegas show when I was there with Danny and saw RuPaul's Drag Race Live. It was great.
0: Didn't you get to dance with somebody? I
1: did at the charity event. I, w- I got to dance with uh, the Vixen who was on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's pretty
0: cool. Yeah. To sidestep on reality television, right now the best season of Big Brother that I have ever watched is going on. Really?
1: If Big Brother's going on again? Didn't it just like big brother canada In like a month ago oh
0: <laughs> nice and it is who hosts genu- that what say what who hosts big brother canada Arissa cox i don't know if you would know who she is but she's amazing she's flawless i love Arissa cox nice blows julie chen whoever way out of the water wow oh does she have a, a, a second last name because she got married well, no. She's always been. She's been married to a long time to Les Moonves, who used to be the president of CBS. But then he got me MeToo'd, and after Ooh. that happened, Julie Chen started using the Moonves in her name to like show that she was on his side. Wowza! Because she continued to host on CBS. Bold move. started using the Moonves. Uh, but Big Brother Canada what has a wonderful night for a, a long moonves. time. Been really? What is that?
1: What was that? What a wonderful night for a moon dance. Dun, dun, I don't think, dun, think I know that. Dance. It's a old song. Frank Sinatra did it, but Michael Bublé has a popular version. Yeah, listen to jazz.
0: Why don't you? I have no interest in listening to anything Bublé. <laughs> Uh, but no, Big Brother Canada has often been way better than Big Brother in the U.S. and it's in its tenth season right now, and it is genuinely the best season of Big Brother I've ever watched. Wow! It's is it just that the on? players are really good? Is it that yes. the game was made really well this yes.
1: time? Is it that the you know the contestants? Like, are it's hot? been an
0: insane cast. I've like loved everybody. One player in particular is probably my favorite Big Brother house guest of all time now. Wow! Like just an incredible more than player. Evil Dick's daughter sure uh, uh, <laughs> he's just doing a really really good job and it's to the final five and literally i'd be happy if any of them win uh the game there was never a point where it was like oh this person's winning so let's see what happens till we get there it's been mm-hmm. so open and like every week it changes and the alliances are fickle it's just been really wow real so there's no way to legally watch it but big brother canada go check it out nice although i think some of the old seasons of big brother canada are on paramount plus now and it genuinely is, there, it's just as good as Big Brother U.S. at its best, like okay. consistently every season. Maybe I'll check it out. There was a season where there was a twist and Dan Giesling from U.S. Big Brother, like, got locked into their house with them for, like, a, a day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, whatever. Nobody cares about that. Let's talk about the television program Community community today we're talking about season five episode six it is analysis of cork based networking not one of my favorite community episode titles What? Do no you think? same it's okay it's a little bit of a mouthful the episode was directed by the great Tristram Shapiro and it was written by Monica Padrick this is her first writing credit uh, but next season she's got uh, she wrote basic Crisis Room Decorum, which is one of oh. my favorite episodes of next season. That's the uh, uh the Dean texting Jeff episode in yeah. season six. That's a really, really good one. And this episode, the Cork Based Networking, originally aired on January thirtieth, two thousand and fourteen.
1: Hmm. Let's do some trivia. Is that midterm time? I guess. I don't know. Midterms
0: wouldn't midterms be like in December though? Yeah, midterms would before be before Christmas the break? holiday break. Yeah, and this is bear down for midterms. That's close. In January thirtieth, it's close. It's a month after Christmas. Okay. Okay. Let's do some. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some trivia. I've only got four questions for you this week.
1: I have five questions this week, Zachary. Right. Let's see. Um, what does Bloodlines of Conquest have, according to Abed? Boobies, dragons. That's all I got. (laughs) Um, That's good. You got 50%.
0: I'll take it.
1: Betrayal, boobs, espionage, and dragons.
0: Espionage. Okay. What save Greendale tasks are Abed and Britta given? Are you frozen? No, you just don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) Danny Uh, was
1: like, ooh, you should make one of your questions what tasks everybody have. And I was like,
0: updating the school census ah yeah which your school shouldn't need a census there's are people like
1: enrolled yeah um what color this is a this is a you question so sorry zach uh what color is the bird that flew out of the wall
0: oh shit! it looked like brown or like a little red i saw it to be yellow (laughs) Oh, colorblind Baker at it
1: again. (laughs) To me, it was a solid gray, (laughs) just like everything. It's really bold of them to make a black and white show at this stage. Yeah. And and
0: when every other show is already black and white, what a bold Mm -hmm. choice. Uh, what is Annie's idea for the dance theme? We're bringing up zeros. I'm getting a big nothing from Steven, the boy Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Best night ever. No, let's blow off steam and it's trains. <laughs> it's trains! I Okay. Okay. Who <laughs> is Brent's Ironstone's mother? Ironstone's... Oh, that's his sister. It's his sister or his... No! His ooh. daughter is his mother. His daughter is his mother. His
1: daughter is his mother. I said
0: it. That counts. After you said the wrong answer. Yeah, okay, but that's more than half credit, less than full credit. Because I knew it. I just was trying to say. Let it me ask
1: question. Alex Trebek if he thinks that that is more
0: than half credit.
1: Hey, okay, yo, Alex Trebek. Let's whip, Trebek. Out, let's whip out the
0: official, you can't disappoint a podcast <laughs> Ouija board. All right, Steven, <laughs> grab hands with me. Lock hands. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> no, no, we're doing this. We're doing this. Lock hands. Okay. Okay. Okay, Mr. Al- Trebek, are you there? It's not moving yet. Do you feel anything? <laughs> not where i don't usually oh shit whoa oh, shit. i feel something. it it's feeling it's it's moving whoa it says n- no oh no. <laughs> <laughs> ask again later okay all right thank you mr trebek thanks for thanks being for, on the for show. stopping by the show <laughs> uh
1: shout out to that time that alex trebek kicked that guy's ass who tried to break into his house damn yeah um your question now zach
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure uh, what are the first set of janitors' names?
1: There's a Hispanic guy, and then the crazy guy, and then the black guy. So it would be... That's true, it Jerry, is. Jerry, Crazy yeah. Mike, and... But the but the Hispanic name wasn't quite a real name. It was, okay. like, almost a real Hispanic name. So it was, like...
0: Pabo. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Jerry, that is correct. Uh-huh. It was Crazy Schmidt. <laughs> And what did you say, Pablo? It wasn't Pablo. It was Carlos. It was 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 a real name. Oh, it wasn't just Carlo? No.
1: Oh. (laughs) Ooh.
0: (laughs) Uh, When are the custodial elections? Well, they're coming up. (laughs) 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 And that's what I'm lock. I'll lock that one in. They're coming Uh, up. They
1: are coming up. Yeah. Okay, you know
0: what? I will give some reprieve
1: to the episode because even though it is midterms Mm -hmm. and it aired in January 30th, Mm -hmm. in the world of the show, it is not January 30th because Mm -hmm. the elections are coming up
0: in January. But it is January. They can't make it not be time. (laughs) 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 Uh, I got one more question. Mm -hmm. Did I get it wrong? Did you give me the answer? Did we did we finish that part? Did you say It, it was so? January? I wasn't listening. What option does Duncan choose when looking for staples? Arcadia. No. F- Press four for Marigold. For Marigold, and then he
1: selects number three for Arcadia.
0: That's not what I was talking about though. Well what he selects I don't think it's is Steven, Arcadia. I don't he walks Arcadia. through the Marigold but, door no, but I don't think that it's Arcadia. It is Arcadia. I don't think so. don't look at me like that I do not okay let's ask Alex let me have your hands okay he said f*** you Steven it wasn't Arcadia
1: it is Arcadia
0: well let's move past this do we got some questions for Marigold press four what are you looking did you look up the episode on your phone or something (laughs) are you watching the episode on your phone right now
1: (laughs) No, I, I Googled it and a Reddit link came up, but it was a video and I didn't want to play it.
0: So you said, hey, I I proved <laughs> me right, but you don't have anything. Um, what does the ticker say? we still doing this? At the bottom <laughs> of the news broadcast. That Troy and LeVar Burton were abducted by pirates on, in the Gulf of Mexico. Not That's not the exact wording, but that is all the details. So it was LeVar Burton and non-celebrity... Okay, now I'll give it to you. Cause, cause that it counted said, because who else would it
1: be? Who else you, would man? It be? That's uh, LeVar Burton and non-celebrity companion captured by pirates in Gulf of Mexico. You but got one saying, right. Good for Steven, you.
0: If you're saying to get your stupid ass question right, I have to literally know <laughs> word for word the entire blinking. The question was not thing. what
1: does the ticker convey? <laughs> <laughs> what does the ticker want us to
0: know oh shit it's gonna be one of those weeks <laughs>
1: it's gonna be one of those weeks that's my everybody. last question good job did you email oh, me
0: i think so don't tell people how the sausage got made
1: <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> i remember it yeah
0: our email this week is from our proud community
1: papa hey there pappy little pap pappy smear
0: I usually only use that word in the bedroom. So. <laughs> Pappy or Schmeer? <laughs> or just, both of them. Yeah. Um, I'm hi guys! Hi guys! In the bedroom.
1: First things Poppy. first. Abed is right. You are three years behind, or ten. You're three years behind, or what? Okay,
0: I think he See, forgot the word. You cleared your if. throat <laughs> out and everything to be able to read, but it doesn't <laughs> help when you have no comprehension skills.
1: Um. Okay. I think he meant Sorry. if you are three years behind or ten, spoilers are not a thing that's on you.
0: Oh yeah, I, I agree.
1: Uh if you're years behind, but I think if I go see the new movie the day of, I'm not gonna that, post that's what twist. I'm saying. That's, that's, that's what I'm
0: saying. If you're years behind, you can't be mad when you hear something.
1: Yeah, I think a year is like more than enough fairness. Well in
0: today's world it's like a couple weeks, yeah. honestly. Because things like all the Spider-Men being in Spider-Men, everybody knew it was going to happen, but they didn't know for sure it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the movie was out, it was like public knowledge. P- yeah. Um. All right.
1: Comma. I completely forgot how quickly the post-Troy period jumps into bringing back Rachel and Mm -hmm. Chang's bear down for midterms bit, which is Ken's proudest moment on the show. He actually cried on cue for the first time ever. Put Ken down as my MVP. Okay. If you catch it, the Chiron, Kyron, I don't know. He called the the ticker thing at the bottom a a word that is probably what it is, but I don't know it. Um, Of Burton and non-celebrity being taken by pirates in the Gulf of Mexico crawls across Hickey's screen. Have a great one, guys. Communities. Matt. Here is the trivia. Um, why are Abed and Britta paired up? It was to do the uh, census.
0: Oh, so now you know it.
1: Yeah. Yeezy taught me. Um, what is the path of Hickey and Annie through the departments? It was the janitors, the custodians. The IT lady. Yeah, Paget Brewster. And what was the guy that was the parking guy? He was the king of parking. Is that what they called him? No, he was the head of the parking department.
0: I don't know a hundred. That that's not quite right. I he think was he in was parking before Paget. Bre- well, no, the order. I think he was before Paget Brewster. Man. He was not, because she's the oh, one who won the parking space. Okay, then
1: watch the episode sometimes, Zach.
0: All right, and then the dean, and then the
1: dean. Um, who is the macho rock star? The dean is talking about David Bowie from Labyrinth. Duh, I've never macho seen Labyrinth, but I know he's Bisexual rock star. I haven't seen Labyrinth, but. have you seen pan's
0: labyrinth no me neither they're two different movies someone not me should make a compilation of just me and also you saying uh, like this i've never seen it
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) but we get the reference uh let's look at the answers to collect a census of students um and then janitors, custodians, IT lady, and parking. And then the dean. He did not put the dean, but they did go to the dean. So bonus points for us. Uh, and then David Bowie. Thanks, Dad,
0: for your email. Thanks, Poppy.
1: I sure would love a like a birthday card or
0: something. Or yeah, just just a all I want. with you is for one birthday spent on the slip and slide with Papa. oh squeeze it up. Come on. Yeah. Wrestle but, around like trying to catch up. a pig. Butter it up, wrestle it around. Yeah. Uh, except I'm the pig.
1: Well, and I want to be caught. It's it's like that meme where it's uh, like the guy and then the guy you with know the what? gun. In fact, and the I do even the gun on slide. the guy with Just the gun. Give me the. And butter. like you're the pig that Papa's chasing, but I'm chasing Papa Pig. But yeah. you're
0: chasing Stevie Pig. And if they catch me, they get to roast me with an apple in my mouth. Ooh, my favorite <laughs> part. So thanks, Pops. <laughs> Let's thanks, move on Dad. to everyone's favorite segment. And it's been a hot and heavy week of the podcast already. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's Woo! going on? Uh, Steven, it's time for you to let us know, did Steven Stephen, watch the this episode week? this week? How do you feel?
1: <sighs> I feel like I know what happens. Because okay. I don't know if I can say it in 20 seconds. That's the way it goes, man. I feel that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess let's find out. Let's no give it a go. I have, to,
1: I have to redeem myself. Because listening back, uh-huh. I did not say anything about the lie detectors. And it was Mm-mm. not you good. sure didn't. I know that wasn't last week's episode. But that's the last Mm-mm. episode I listened to. I'm really glad
0: show. that you know that that wasn't last week's episode. Thanks yeah. for making I'm sure we all know that. <laughs> Three, two, one. Go.
1: Time for the committee to take action. Everyone gets different tasks, and everyone wants to pair up with Annie, so they don't have to work, but then Annie eventually switches to the other group with Hickey anyway. Uh, Britta and Abed actually the sentence, then to as as meet somebody who is differently able, and they speak sign language together. She spoils the show that Britta has her spoil at the end. Um, Chang's really funny, and he's like, is it racist? Because it's bear down from interns, but there was a bear attack at a birthday party, so they actually make it fat dogs instead, and Annie goes on this whole thing Stop. where she's trying to... Uh, you
0: didn't get anything really about Annie's thing, which I is didn't. the, you didn't get anything about the main story I did not, I episode. nailed the C and B plot, but did not you did, get the did, which a. are some of my favorite, well, some of my favorite parts of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I kept thinking, for, there was a moment in there where you were like 12 seconds deep and I was like, oh shit, he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. He's doing it, it's gonna happen. But then it didn't happen. Didn't happen. And now I'm just left route. with the bluest of balls. Yeah. And the firmest of C pluses. Okay. I'll take it. I wanna give you a B. My heart wants to give you a B, but you didn't get the A plot, and that's pretty important. Yeah. Favorite funny moment. Favorite funny
1: moments. I have a few. Okay, go ahead. You wanna go I kinda like when we go like back and forth, banging. Sure, but I only have two this time, so just tell me your list. Well why don't you go first and just say your two? Jesus, I don't want to so take you too. So I wrote two. down
0: two things: one, a little thing that made me laugh, and the other, like the big thing that made mm-hmm. me laugh. The little thing that made me laugh was when they first start talking to Jerry. The, uh, Hickey like opens the door to the janitor's closet, and he's like eating a baby carrot or something. <laughs> and he like puts his finger up and like takes the second to finish his yeah, carrot, take funny. out a napkin, wipe his face. Okay, what can I do? I thought that was really funny. That was really funny. What was your other one, Zach? Oh, so we're not just shotgunning. No, cuz you in, only in, in, have you? two. Oh my god. Uh it's Chang's tearful monologue was hilarious. Yeah, that's great. The whole part that he's like I don't even know if you see me as human anymore. Yeah. I, I want to contribute. I it was really funny. So funny.
1: Um I liked the the Brita line. Uh it made me it makes it made me laugh. I don't know why it made me laugh, because in hindsight, I don't think it was actually that funny. But when Abed first meets the girl that's his kind of counterpart in this episode, uh, mm-hmm. which I think we both agree is, is probably the worst part of the episode, but doesn't Not, not a bad, bad part,
0: but like it's the
1: shruggiest. Yeah. When she's like, oh are you about to have another intense burst of compatibility with someone? I thought <laughs> that was funny. pretty funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Of course, the whole Chang pitch was incredible. Mm-hmm. Kinjong Jong, masterclass. Um, and then I like when, when he's like, yeah, the birthday stuff and Duncan's like birthday stuff and just like, yes, Duncan birthday <laughs> stuff. I think that, I mean, Joel doesn't get a ton to do in this episode,
0: but that was really, really funny. I don't think throughout that whole bear down thing, obviously it's Chang subplot for a, a great reason. One of the mm-hmm. best Chang subplots we've had in a very, very long time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think the people that have to work against him get enough credit. No. Uh, Joel... Uh, John Oliver and Avet have some really funny like oh yeah kind okay <laughs> of stuff that's really They're funny like yeah I'm with- <laughs>
1: yeah. I wouldn't say fly on the wall for midterms
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that whole scene is 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 gold really um great. I I like the the kind of flip at towards the end of the episode when um the dean is describing the The Labyrinth, and he says, like, macho rock star Mm. instead of, like... Versus Hickey
0: Hickey saying bisexual rock star.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, have to shout out Eric Charles
0: Nielsen for the fantastic... (laughs) It's a bear dance! dance. The way that he's, like, (laughs) flopping, trying to do the fat dog dance, and he knocks the ears off of the dog. Really, really great. The whole... I, I was saying let's scene, it, Let's Danny. save it because I th- there's so much beautiful stuff yeah. in that scenario. I think we should just get into the episode. Let's do it. And before we do, let's talk a little bit overall what we think about this episode. This is the first episode after losing – officially after we've lost two members of the study group. And the episode doesn't have any time to really even take notice of that. Mm-hmm. The episode moves right ahead forward. Uh, into a new adventure with the people that were left with. And what do you think? How do you think they did?
1: I think they did a pretty good job. I, I this Just episode is is not the. It's not on Mount Rushmore, but no. I think it's really funny. I think
0: that it's the, the type of episode that I wish there were more of in the series. Yeah. because of like the stakes of the episode, or like exactly. since we have these thirteen episode seasons, they don't have a lot of time for episodes like this. And I do like that. I think that the. The bear
1: down fat dog, like that whole joke, is the funniest thing so since weird. the Sadie B. Hawkins joke. I think it's that so weird. It's, it's so funny. Like I was yeah. howling watching this episode, even
0: knowing the joke, knowing yeah, that it's coming. Yeah, it is really funny, and it's one of those things that I bet in the writers' room. They thought it was hilarious and someone I'm sure was like, You can't put that in the TV show. Cause it, it it's one of those things that's either is going to work really, really well, yeah, or it's not gonna be funny at all. It's just gonna be weird. And they pull it off and they make it really, really funny.
1: Yeah. Cause it's just like absurd enough that it probably wouldn't happen, but it also very much could happen, and yeah. that's really funny.
0: The bear attack. Let's get into it. Yeah, the bear attack is very funny. Yeah. I wish we could have seen it. (laughs) The episode starts around the study table, but it doesn't... It feels different in a good way, and I think a productive way. It doesn't just feel like a continuation of what came before, and we're adding more faces to the table more frequently. We get Chang, Duncan, and, and Hickey are all in this, but it does not feel like, okay, new people to replace the old one. I think they really smartly juggle keeping this table feeling full so they can kind of have this dynamic without just feeling like they're trying to hammer in people to to fill the gaps of other people.
1: I totally Uh, agree.
0: I really like something that I noticed this episode I think is a really good example of how Community is a show that doesn't really have a main character. Yeah. I think this episode really is a good example of it being a, a true ensemble show Uh, to where anyone can kind of be the conduit for any episode. And I quite like that. Uh, Jeff is the main character of the show, and he probably has the least to do of any of the main characters in this episode. Yeah. And he does that really well as being like a stand-around kind of comedic figure. Which is almost when I like Jeff the best,
1: is when he just gets to do what Joel does best, which is stand there and make snarky comments Mm -hmm. about things. I think it's hilarious.
0: So what do you feel? Because I know that you have... A lot of feelings surrounding Troy leaving and yeah. that kind of taking a lot of your interest in the show away initially when it first aired. It did, yeah. So how do you, does it feel fakey when you're watching this new study? It doesn't, group? and it didn't for this
1: episode then either. Because I uh-huh. I still watched you know season five. I'm pretty sure to the end. Um, but it, it I was definitely but we were less...
0: friends at the time, so I probably made you. <laughs>
1: Uh, and I remember vividly this episode, like, I thought
0: it was so funny. Um, yeah, it is really funny. It's yeah. a good episode to bring, because uh, there's a lot of, at the time, like, oh my gosh, what's it going to be like? Yeah. Y- even though Troy was not a focal point in this season. No. You can't help but think, I'm literally getting FaceTimed by Ben Watson right now. You're fine. Go for it. I have to go to the bathroom anyway. Well, I don't really want to. Oh. We're literally recording a podcast right now, Ben. Here's Steven. Yeah. Oh, perfect timing. All right. I'm going to go so Steven and I can record, but it's good to talk to you, and I'll let you say goodbye to Steven. If you Bye, Ben.
1: That. Bye, guys. I know you don't want to talk to me.
0: I mean, if you have thoughts on season five, episode six of Community.
1: I mean, I've seen uh, like season one through episode 10. So, no. So, I'm, I'm basically there. Yeah, <laughs> you said, I miss you. Bye. And he said, did you hear me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so how f- <laughs> do we recover from that? <laughs> do you remember what we said last? Uh, <laughs> do I try to use any of that? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, we were friends when this show
1: uh was airing, and I enjoyed the rest of the season without Troy, but I didn't for one second think in this episode, like, oh, Troy's not there. And I was surprised by that.
0: The you only know? thing I feel to that extent at all is it feels weird that they don't mention him at all. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like the idea was to not – because it's bigger than the universe of the show. Sure. The idea is to not harp on the idea that, oh, something is missing from the show. Where's Donald? Where's Troy? But it feels a little bit weird that everybody just kind of moved on so fast. Do you think it feels like there's a little bit of a time jump? There might be.
1: Right? Like, this obviously isn't the very next day because they had to get from Colorado to
0: the Gulf of Mexico in a boat. That's true. That's a good point. That's a a thought. So in the beginning of the episode, I really like everyone welcome the new member of the Save Greendale committee, math teacher Ben Chang, and the way that he stands up and looks like he's going to say something and then just sits (laughs) right back down.
1: Yeah. Ken Jong is pretty pretty uh, stupendous throughout this entire episode.
0: And he passes out all of the things that the Save Greendale committee is going to do. I really like John Oliver's line about getting all the potatoes out of the gym. He's like, <laughs> we need these champions to fingers through. Get all the potatoes out of the gym. I think this is a pretty solid like, opening. I think having John Oliver... In the kind of uh, uh, cavalcade of main supporting characters for season five, mm-hmm. does a lot of favors. He's really funny.
1: Yeah, I hundred percent agree.
0: Okay, so here's the first thing that doesn't really work for me about the episode, and that's bloodlines of conquest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know why it doesn't work for you, Zach? What?
1: Because you never watched Game of Thrones.
0: Well, I don't I'm, I'm think... just
1: kidding. It. It's... <laughs>
0: I don't think. Yeah, are there dragons? What is that about? And I don't think that's why it doesn't work for me. I think it's just uh, Community's gone to the fake version of real thing a couple times too many. Mm-hmm. And it's a kind of a season four thing that they did a lot that I didn't really need. I get that they're like, let's give Abed a new show to be obsessed with since we kind of ruined Inspector Space Time. Yeah. But it just kind of felt like Community repeating itself a little bit in this way. And really in the whole Abed storyline this episode, there are things I like about it, but it does feel like the show repeating itself in a way that I don't love.
1: Yeah, I think that Abed has had this, you know, both sides of this storyline before. Um, and that's really the only thing that I don't even want to say it doesn't work for me, but it doesn't work as well for me about this episode. Is There's Abed's nothing really original in, about it, yeah. yeah.
0: I think community proves how good of a show is uh, it is when it can do a low-stakes school-based episode and it makes me wish they did more of them. But then when you get this and it's they repeat themselves now five seasons in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it does not harm the episode that much. No. But it's the only storyline of the three that I'm not pretty on board for. Yeah. Game of Thrones, were you big into Game of Thrones? Did you watch a lot of Game of Thrones?
1: Yes. I really liked Game of Thrones. I've watched it. So I watched before the last season had aired. I binged all of it. And I really liked it. Then I watched it all again through with my mom. And then we watched the last season together. Uh, how did you? F-
0: I don't. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I'm very much a Brita. I don't watch things until it's way yeah. after. Uh, um, it's it's been. Popular. That's why you
1: discovered Eminem in like 2016. Not discovered, but you like.
0: No, I just I was the one. I was like, hey guys, have you heard this? This, Mar- this Steven, March. This Stephen. We've gone how? I don't know that we've ever mentioned that I went through an Eminem phase on the podcast. We
1: mentioned it somewhere recently. It might have been on Bebop. Uh,
0: yeah, it might have been. It's a it's a dark part of my past that I, I like to keep hidden.
1: Chicka chicka slim shady. I'm sick I of him. I had the
0: the short bleach blonde hair. <laughs> I wore wife beaters and kept talking yeah, about Detroit, your wife even though I'd in never been.
1: Automobile accident.
0: Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Eight hey, ma that's what, what? He says why did you movie, bring up? Right? oh that's how i don't get into things until way after they're popular yeah. being a game of thrones fan how did you feel about the ending did you feel like betrayed by it that's pretty shitty here's what i'll say i had somebody
1: um spoil uh should i spoil what they spoiled. this isn't a game of thrones it's a star wars thing from episode uh <laughs> episode seven spoiled it for me when the movie was still in theaters and i was pissed
0: I'm confused what is it you're talking about Han Solo dying yeah we can spoil that Someone's what does that have to do with the last season of Game of Thrones and if you liked it or not oh how did I feel about the ending of Game of
1: Thrones not the ending of this episode where Abed gets it spoiled for him oh sh- that's what you th- that's <laughs> what I thought it's like
0: so yeah I was like I didn't really watch Game of Thrones how do you feel about it as someone who was into it and watched it like, yeah, yeah uh, when Han, when I got Han Solo spoiled
1: for can I say this <laughs> yeah <laughs> not good they, made, they Yeah, did it was stupid. pretty bad. The last episode was stupid. They did stupid things. They could have saved it. I wasn't even as much of a hater of the last season as some people were. Um, I actually thought they did a really good job with a lot of it, and then they didn't. So that's that sucks.
0: That does suck. Mm-hmm. So this sets up their plot line. And honestly, I as much as even I'm not the hugest fan of the ASL storyline in this episode, mm-hmm. I like it more than the whole... Literally this is just a storyline about Britta being a buzzkill and wanting to spoil something yeah, what the for f- Abed is wrong with Britta this episode?
1: They yeah, did it... such a good job with Britta the last few weeks, and then here they're like, okay, she's like Britta wouldn't be this shitty. No, I don't think she would either. Also, would Britta read an entire like Game of Thrones sides book series in one night just to start with the that committed to side of
0: the side of the side
1: of Like, side of the side like the side of she, neither of them would be that invested in anything.
0: <laughs> so Britta and Abed are assigned the census thing so they can work off of their issue, work their issue out. But they don't even mention the census thing again the whole episode, I don't think. Other
1: than when he talks to the um, girl. The first, the first time.
0: time. The uh, first Annie, time. what, Annie says that she's going to do the dance first and everybody signs up for that one because Annie's going to do all the work. Yeah. That's how happens. Allison Bree. Quite the star in this episode. Yeah, she's great. She's all over this thing. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think Annie does a really good job this episode.
0: Yeah, Annie assigns Hickey with uh, what should be the simplest of tasks that they have to accomplish, which is (laughs) getting a... Cork, what What are they? A bulletin board. Cork, bulletin board up. A bulletin board back up in the cafeteria. Something that should be real easy for Hickey. I, I like, like how, Hickey
1: a lot this episode. Yeah, too. he's
0: funny. Everything Jonathan Banks sounds like an action movie, but he's in an episode of Community, and it's really funny. Yeah. I'll give it a drive-by. Like, who, who says <laughs> that? <laughs> he looks so sleepy. And then I really like how this cuts into the theme song in this episode. They've gotten their first task done so they can move it from tasks to do to done. We haven't really talked about it yet. The visual of the Save Greendale stars I think is really yeah, good. It's, it's, really it's funny. something that continues throughout the rest of the season. I think it's a cool idea. They put the first one over on the done side of the board. And as she just tapes it, tapes the star to the wall, <laughs> she punches right through the wall. It's like the walls made out of paper and it just goes right through. And a live bird flies out, which is yellow. It did appear to be a yellow bird. Nice. That's a funny bit. Them all screaming when the bird comes out, right? That's the really song. funny. A good way to kick off the episode. This whole Brita Abed plotline story, I don't have a lot to say about it because it feels, for the first time in a while, like kind of something out of a lesser version of community, like the more yeah. traditional sitcom community. I don't feel like there's any... Real cool twist to this plot line that we've seen on other shows so many times no. before that that makes it feel like it's worth it. Although it does kind of feel season one-y a little bit. Or a little bit. Two, a little bit. But that cuts off the thing where Abed is going to spend a lot of this episode wearing these no- noise-canceling headphones because he's trying to block out... Uh, what is going to tell him, kind of setting up how he bonds with a deaf girl a little bit later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's an interesting idea, but I don't think the episode has enough time to dedicate to it to do anything real interesting yeah. with it, even the twist at the end. Yeah, because they don't do anything funny with Abed not being able to hear. Mm-hmm. Hickey is beginning his task of trying to get the corkboard back up, and I really like... all. Uh, it's the most obvious thing in the episode, but all of the stuff that this episode says about... Nothing is just as simple as getting it done. Yeah. Like nothing. Even (laughs) something like this has so many levels to get through, and then it still probably doesn't happen. It doesn't, yeah. And I think that's a pretty funny thing that this episode does. Hickey shows up to the janitor's closet thinking that he'll just be able to say something and it'll it'll be done. And that's when we get the physical comedy bit where the (laughs) guy really takes his time to enjoy his last bites of whatever he's eating. It looked like a carrot to me. Yeah, that's what I thought so. And Hickey asks him about the bulletin board. Uh, They have a a quick little back and forth where the janitor tells him that he can't do anything about it and that it's going to have to move on to the the next step uh, down the chopping block. I really like how even before that, he's just like, nope, I can't do it. And Hickey's like, all right, fine, bye. (laughs) Then we cut to the meeting of Abed and the girl in this episode. Did they give her a name? Did they give her a name? I don't think so. Why don't they give the deaf girl a name?
1: Cause she doesn't have to say anything verbally that would make make them have subtitles, where they'd have to put a name next to it.
0: No, because you watched the episode wrong. When they originally aired it, there were subtitles when she's signing.
1: No, but I'm saying she's not gonna like say anything audibly that would necessitate.
0: The whole thing is that they're doing a consensus. They wouldn't ask her her name.
1: They're doing a consensus, Zach. Is that what I
0: said? Yeah. Shut the f*** up, Steven. You get the f*** out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I like Abed. Uh, I don't know. This is the... I don't know. This is the most like contrived giving Abed a connection with someone that happens real fast. And uh, the idea that they kind of bond because Abed has made himself not able to hear. And this is a deaf girl that can't hear. It feels a little... I don't know. There's not really a connection. No, there's
1: not. They just... Like talk to each other, I guess. I don't
0: know. I would have much rather them take a a very slight turn down. This leading to Abed like becoming obsessed with sign language or like deaf culture or something for a second, mm. or for him to like. I I don't know. I don't really know what I wanted out of it, but it, it feels like. They bit off a little more they can chew by uh, introducing this type of thing. Well, and, and, and I think
1: it would, it would have been funnier to go that route and and have Abed like be sitting on the sign table. It's like now that I can't hear, I'm more powerful. All my other senses are better. I'm never gonna want to hear again. And like actually do something like funny with it instead of it just being okay. Abed and this girl are signing together.
0: Then that's the plot. Yeah, I agree. And I feel the same way with the Britta thing. It's not like there's something funny to it. It's just Britta's trying to spoil this for Abed, and that's mm-hmm. the plot. There are a couple <laughs> funny visuals, but it, it's the most TV tropey of the episode. Yeah. And it, it's very lucky that the episode has other very high highs. Mm-hmm. So it Absolutely. doesn't really bring the episode down like much at all, as we said. Yeah, see, Abed just getting that's all funny. of the signs wrong. Um, uh, that's another thing that doesn't really track for me like how does he know these signs it's not like when you accidentally say something weird in spanish or something yeah it feels a little weird to me the joke doesn't quite ever play off the way it's supposed to him Mm -hmm. like being misunderstood in the signs back in the study room the people that are working on the dance are all kind of talking about what the theme could be and as expected annie is the only one really giving ideas chang raises his hand and makes it clear that he's got this big idea that he wants everyone (laughs) to know about and uh, we'll find out later what it is. But I really like Annie's Chang. Your last idea was to murder. <laughs> but they won't have Annie to fall back on much longer because Hickey comes in, says the bulletin board can't happen. Annie won't let that happen. I really like the little versus each other Hickey and Annie have in yeah. this episode. It's kind of like a mix of the the vibe that she has in a aromantic way with Jeff and how she had with Pierce where like mm-hmm. – Uh, Hickey is too grumpy and too uninterested to do the thing, and Annie is challenging and wanting better out of the guy than to just give up. Uh, I think it's a cool little dynamic. They've already proven... In a handful of episodes, that they can match up Hickey with quite a few characters, and he works yeah, it's really true. well. true. This has been such a mess of a recording process. I don't know how this is going to come out in the episode. We got phone calls going on. We got all kinds of stuff, <laughs> and there are people mowing for the second week in a row. So there's going to be another week of people here and yeah, mowing. Yeah, there's like stuff
1: going on outside here too. It's a mess.
0: Sorry about that, guys, but it'll be okay.
1: Annie goes off to like
0: you know. Yeah, do gets her thing too invested Hickey. in Hickey's thing and puts them all in charge of the dance while she goes off. To figure this thing out, Annie thinks that she'll just See, be able to. Carlo, go right to the janitors. They say Carlo. Yeah. My uh, subtitles on the DVD said Carlos. Well, so the Carlo Netflix probably is right, Hulu but that's why I had it. I'm not. I'm saying that you're says right. Says Carlo. Because why... his name is Carlo. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I like how Annie thinks she'll just be able to walk in here and, and charm everybody like she always does. But this is serious business.
1: They're not messing around.
0: Annie knows all their names. She even knows that Carlo. Is that Carlo? That's that's Crazy crazy Schmidt. Schmidt, Crazy Schmidt. That he has a daughter with uh, clarinet troubles. I thought that was a nice touch. Mm -hmm. This is where Annie, she thinks she's moved forward, that, that all she has to do is be nice and ask a little more deliberately to get something done, unlike Hickey's way of doing it. Uh, so they're going to put in a work order for her, but then they walk up to this ancient computer with this <laughs> ancient work order system, and they put it down like in the low 200s is the yeah. number. I like the janitor, say, uh, Crazy Schmidt, mm-hmm. uh, saying, well, that'll be done in two to six business months, the way that he does it. <laughs> and the uh, how these tasks obviously never get done because there's something about lowering the flag for Reagan's death Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's above the bulletin board. It's really funny. This nicety exchange between Annie and the janitors ends when, when one of them says, if you really want to get this done, you're going to need a custodian. And Annie didn't know the difference between the two. They were the same. We were just starting to like you. I really like the way he says that. Yeah. Pause. We was just starting to like you. <laughs> is there a difference, though? I don't think
1: so. I
0: feel like a custodian is in
1: charge of more things.
0: But I feel like usually at a school, there are custodians. Yeah. Maybe at a college, there's also janitors who just clean.
1: I don't think there's normally both. Well, that's
0: funny because I was here last week, and actually there is both. There oh, is both. Wow. It does both.
1: Okay. So we'll be in touch.
0: Not a lot to say about these plot lines. Honestly, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest with you, mm-hmm. let's just be honest. It's the bare down stuff that down. makes this episode a higher tier episode. The Annie Hickey, this whole plot of going through all the phases, going through all the cameos that we'll go through – it's funny, but it is very slight. It is, it, there's not a lot I think to comment it's on. it's
1: funnier towards the end, but that might just be because I was laughing from the Bear Down stuff. Honestly.
0: We get another, I really like how it's becoming Hickey's thing that he doesn't handshake right. Mm-hmm. And he goes for like a fist bump or something, and he grabs it and shakes it.
1: I had an awkward fist bump handshake moment with an old man yesterday.
0: Really? Tell me about it.
1: He went for a uh, fist he bump. by said, I put went your pants and then I uh, switched to a fist bump, and he switched to a
0: handshake. Uh, and then you just did neither. Yeah. Yikes. hmm So that transitions. I like the pass-off, how we don't cut back to Abed, that, like, Abed walks past Hickey and Annie as they're doing something, and the camera yeah. continues to follow Abed. As he opens up his locker but knows better than to look inside. Because I do, as much as this is such <laughs> a slight bad Britta plot, I love the shot of Britta just, like, Looking to the side, hiding and watching Abed is pretty funny. Uh, But Abed opens his locker to a draped banner with a spoiler on it that Abed expected somehow. It's like a Roadrunner, Wile E. Coyote kind of thing. That's exactly what the f*** it is. In that moment. And it doesn't work, as always. All it needed was Britta running off of a cliff but not falling right away until she realizes she's off the cliff and then (laughs) she starts to fall. You know what I'm talking about? Did you watch Space Jam 2? I haven't seen the second one, no. Yeah, me either. I saw
1: part of Space Jam 2. It was like on in a hotel or something. How was that? The part I saw was fine.
0: People are definitely going to hear the lawn mowing going on outside my apartment. It is loud. Nice. So I apologize. It got really loud for a second, now it faded. Nice. Go back into it. So so now Annie, Annie <laughs> So Annie and Hickey show up at the custodian's office where we're met by some friendly faces. Kumail Nanjiani. I really like Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, He has a really great film called The Big Sick. It's about his true life love story. Did we watch that together? We watched that together. It's a really good movie.
1: Yeah, I really liked it.
0: Highly recommend it. Now he's a buff Marvel star.
1: Yeah, he is. What one's he in?
0: The Eternals. The Bad one. Yeah, I didn't see that. I don't think many people did. Yeah. That's not really his fault. Nobody's ever heard of it. No,
1: and I also just haven't seen anything Marvel that's recent other than Shang-Chi. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen anything since Iron Man 3,
1: so. Wow. Yeah. You, 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 that's where it peaked for you. You were like, it's never going to get better than this.
0: There's just too many to keep up, and I like them, but my history The shows make it wanes. extra difficult. Sure. the a
1: show is a, a lot more of an investment for me than a movie.
0: And they tie in. Like, they're essential in their own way. Yeah, Disney f***ing everything up, like always. So they show up at the custodian's office, but it's not going to work the same way here is with the janitors. The niceties don't work. I like what he uh, Annie asked someone about, what about your daughter in soccer? And they're like, yes, daughter, soccer, bye. <laughs> because they're having a get-together. They're having an yeah. office party, and they don't want anyone to mess with that. But here is where Hickey kind of comes into to working for it. He's a little bit more invested. Uh, something about a wood shop teacher having a fancy toilet that might exceed code and they <laughs> could tattle on it. I don't know. There's too much to really follow in this. Yeah. It, it is funny how intricate and how many things go into all of the things at this school. I can't verbalize it very well, but you yeah, know what watch I mean. The episode. It, yeah. Yeah. Watch the episode. Yeah. What are you listening to us for? Watch the watch the episode. Yeah. Go watch the fucking show. Thank you for listening. <laughs> And then Nathan Fillion's in it. I can't help but think it's really I love funny Nathan that for you. just last week we learned... Shut the f*** up, Steven. <laughs> that just last week we learned that Nathan Fillion is Chang's same-sex crush. Yeah. And here this week he's in the building and Chang doesn't even know.
1: I know, I think it would have been cute to have a little interaction, but it's okay that there's not.
0: I think Fillion makes a, a, a meal out of the little material he gets here, where he gets to be this sleazy, horny custodian who is yeah. attractive, but like is just worried about the porn blocker on the computer, <laughs> and the way he says it so like quaintly, and it's like, I'm trying to get our porn unblocked. I think it's really funny. I do too. Did you ever not porn but did you like know your ways around the blocked website system? Oh in yeah, cuz they tried to block all like the games and shit. And you could get proxies and stuff to mm-hmm. work around it. That's what they needed to teach Philian, tell him about the proxies.
1: Yeah. Throw an HTTPS at the beginning of that bitch, and you're good to go.
0: I also like that Annie didn't put together what he was saying. That if they can get the ad blocker or the porn blocker taken down, that they'll he'll he'll scratch their back as well. And that afterwards, Hickey has to explain to Annie what just happened. I thought that was funny. Yeah,
1: I I you know Zach, I actually was thinking I don't know how well that worked for me. Annie's an adult; she knows about sex. What you think they were trying to look at? Hammers?
0: I guess that's true. It's more of the way that it cuts from Fillion, like, smiling sure. to him being like, they want their porno back. I, I do. Now, in the same breath, I do like when she's like, Did you investigate pornography when
1: you were a cop?
0: <laughs> yes, sure. But I don't like the first part of the joke. <laughs> Shame on you, community. Yeah. So then they have this, like, kind of, I don't know, uh, psychological question about. Is the bulletin board really worth all of the tunnels they have to go through? And Annie gives quite an impassionate speech about, well, bulletin boards are how people find lost pets. That's how they get shitty bands for or shitty bass players for their shitty band. Uh, uh, In a college, you know, the outdoor uh, cork board thing, it can be a good way to... To explain what's going on in the sure. culture of the school outside of what the school does. Mm-hmm. So Every pushpin
1: important. has the power
0: to change the future. Wow. Which does work for Hickey. He he has one more idea. Maybe there's someone in the IT department that could help. We'll get back to that later. No, I'm just waiting for the bear down. I am but too. But we get a little bit more of Abed bonding with the deaf girl. Don't you think she looks a little bit like uh, Gillian Jacobs? Sure, but I haven't mentioned this yet. The the actress who plays the deaf girl, and I hate calling her that, but look, the show didn't give her a name. So what am I supposed to call her other than the deaf girl? Do you think they just scripted her as deaf girl? Is that problematic? <laughs> they did do a good job calling her differently abled later on. Is it? But it's in the same breath as Britta saying, at least I gave a differently abled person a job.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Uh, But she's Daphne from Switched at Birth. So maybe she does look a little bit like Gillian, but I instantly recognize her from a show that Mm. I've seen that I didn't really think of it that way. Switched at Birth. uh, Not the best show, but it's got some cool representation.
1: It's got that one kid with the raccoon eyes. Lucas Grabeel. No, the one. Does he end up f***ing his sister or something? Because
0: it does have Lucas Grabeel.
1: Does he f*** his sister? I don't think think so oh then not him
0: on the show no yeah! f- sister on the show no
1: they're dating they're like adopted siblings they're like dating right no that's a sh- that's that show <laughs> no that's gotta be that show with like the black lady
0: it's the mom the black no the mom is the wife from george lopez
1: <laughs> oh, shit
0: and the other mom is the mom from back to the future wow I'm, no, it,
1: I'm combining two
0: it's shows. It's all white. What's the well, show that was on ABC whites.
1: Family about like the adopted family? I
0: think you're. I think you're thinking of the Fosters. The Fosters. With Jake T. Austin of Jake Wizards Austin. of Waverly Place fame. Yeah, with the, with the eyes. Is he the raccoon-eyed boy? <laughs> yeah, he looks like. No, Silent and switched at birth. We've got Lucas Grabeel of High School Musical fame as the brother, and he does not f his siblings. Uh no, I don't want to watch it. they get the incest just right
1: the incest just right on switched at birth
0: this is the only bit of uh miscommunication in sign language that i actually thought was cute abed has learned how to say i learned how to say this in sign language in sign language, making the girl think that he's learned a little bit, and so she signs back, but that's the one phrase he's learned, (laughs) so he just keeps repeating it. I thought that was a little cute. That's funny. Now it's time, boys! You ready? We're in the cafeteria. They're looking at the empty space, and they kind of know that they're going to put up lights, balloons, streamers. The dance is coming together. They kind of know what it's going to be like, but... It needs a theme. It needs a little something to bring it together, and it just doesn't have it. But Chang has been sitting on this idea for so long, and he finally gets his moment in the sun, not just in the storyline, but in the series at large. I've been thinking this season so far that Chang has been underutilized. He's had some really funny moments in the episodes so far, but he just comes out and says it. And, and then leaves. And that's kind of what this whole storyline pokes fun at a little bit while also uh, keeping it very, very funny. He raises his hand. He has an idea. Nobody else has any ideas or wants to come out with any ideas so that they finally listen to him. And it's bear down for midterms. Bear down for midterms. What makes this so
1: funny? I don't know what it is. I truly don't because I think it is like absolutely hilarious. You can't just repeat it. You need to explain yourself.
0: It's midterm time, people, people have to have bear, to bear down, down, study hard, get to work. Honestly, that explanation makes perfect sense it to does.
1: me. It does. Is there a dot I'm not connecting, Shirley says.
0: And that's really funny when Chang, like, mansplains, Will bear down is a saying, <laughs> and then Duncan's runner about fly on the wall for midterms <laughs> is also really funny. You might ask, what do you mean? <laughs> and Chang just starts crying. And, okay, so here's the story, because this is an important moment in the series of community. Mm -hmm. Ken Jeong, the actor, emailed Dan Harmon, concerned about his character, that they're not really going anywhere with him, and he's just like the crazy guy that's in the background. So Dan said, wait until you see the next script, and wrote that email and a lot of the concerns into the episode. Gives Cheng this moment where he gets to be like, none of you guys are taking me seriously. Oh, my God. Ken has has said that he's never been able to fake cry. They always put, like, fake tears in them. Mm -hmm. But this, he was able to cry on set because he was kind of feeling the emotions of, like, sure, of course, it's a funny, ridiculous speech, and him crying is a joke, and it's very funny. But he was able to say what he wanted to say about his character, like, as his character in the episode. And it's funny and fits in just perfectly with the show. So good for Ken. It's a great great moment. I'll be a buzzkill. Chang's not my MVP for this episode, Mm -hmm. but boy, does he earn it in this this little runner. Are all Asian men a joke? Is it a raised thing to you? (laughs) Can you respect that, please? He does want to make a difference. Can you just respect that? And everyone's like, okay. (laughs) What can we do? Bear down down for for (laughs) midterms.
1: Okay. Well, I guess that's it. We'll put up some bear things.
0: Okay, that's my favorite part when <laughs> he's still crying. They're like, "What can we do?" Bear down for midterms. Like, "We'll do it." Bear down for midterms. just like, "Okay." Okay. <laughs> he's like a little kid. He's like, "Okay, we'll we'll, we'll get you a popsicle. That'll be that you feel better, right?" <laughs> okay. He's still sniffling. Really right. funny. Uh, first appearance of Paget Brewster on the show. Yay. We don't make, we don't meet Frankie until next season. Frankie's a great character next season, but here she is as somebody else. Yeah. Isn't that weird?
1: That's very weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, her cameo doesn't get a lot of funny stuff. No. But it's clear how well she fits into the world of the show immediately. I totally. get why off of this, they were like, let's get her back. Yeah. She's the IT lady. Hickey and Annie are trying to still get the corkboard. They're trying to get it moved up, and she pretty much tells them that she'll do it if they can get her a, a, good, a good parking spot. Mm-hmm. And it's for the porn blocker. They want the porn blocker off, and Annie Give makes it real clear the that she wants everything, everything <laughs> unblocked <laughs> from the porn blocker. Chang back in the cafeteria. His 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 plans coming through. He's the bear stuff is starting to come out. The cutouts are looking cool, and then he's inspired. The next bit is birthday stuff. That yeah, makes cakes, sense. To to Party hats. Party hats. Birthday stuff. Yes, Duncan. Duncan is so funny. (laughs) Duncan and Jeff going back and forth like, I'm sorry, are we we really doing birthday stuff? Just like, yeah, come on. Birthday (laughs) stuff. like, oh, yeah. Birthday stuff. Another cameo. So many cameos in the storyline. Do you think that was some type of strategy to move away from the Troy not being here? Maybe. Was that now we have an episode with a bunch of people to get you talking about it? Do you think they always intended this being a cameo-heavy episode, or it just fell through that way? It's interesting.
1: I don't know. Maybe they wanted to like open up areas of Greendale that we wouldn't go back to again, like knowingly, so that they could yeah, like this guy's
0: parking office. I like how he has a framed photo of an empty parking (laughs) lot behind his
1: desk. Parking permits through the ages.
0: And what does he want?
1: Uh, He wants rid of ride shares. He wants to get rid yeah. of ride shares, he and he doesn't the want the
0: bulletin boards. board because it'll it'll promote ride sharing. And
1: well, he just wants control no of the pr- bulletin boards so that he can outlaw the ride sharing. You can have your bulletin boards,
0: just don't put any ride sharing on there. And that's gonna get the dean in play because they need the dean to. Why does the dean have to get involved? Well, the dean has to approve his power over the bulletin boards. I'm lost. <laughs> The dean
1: has to say it's okay for him to be able to control the bulletin boards. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, the parking guy. Yeah. So he can take off all of the things. Yes. But but he gotcha. d- don't tell the dean don't that tell I'm him. taking
1: off the parking things. Yeah. The ride sharing.
0: Why let's... didn't they just go to the dean first about all of it? Can we put up a bulletin board? Um, cause and he'll say, sure, if you an have an some A-plus. fajitas with me. Again, Hickey is ready to give up after this conversation, but Annie's not done yet. She's going to take it a step further. They'll go to the Dean. Back to uh, Jeff. Back to Abed and Deaf Girl. Why didn't they give her a name? I hate that. Mm -hmm. I get your explanation for why there wasn't a reason for her to say her name, but but they should have given her a name. Yeah. Uh, They're having conversation. They're bonding over Ewoks and Abed as uh, he is known to do. He's picking up on sign language pretty fast. Here he's starting to actually be able to have a conversation with her and, and read her fingerspelling and stuff like that. Uh, you didn't get any of that from watching it the first time. Because, no. Stephen, you haven't said on the podcast, but there were no subtitles. I don't know if you mentioned On Netflix,
1: it on- there were no subtitles.
0: So all of the sign language stuff was just silent for you. Yes. There's this cute little thing here. Did you read it just now?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, like what do you think about the Ewoks? And she's like, "Well, I don't know what they sound like." They described as yip yeah, cha. Yeah, I didn't get most of that. I like got like a couple words, and I was like, "No idea what they're talking." And about And she finger spells yip cha, and then Obi's like, "Well, that's actually pretty close to what they sound like." It's a cute little moment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now the dance. The dance is finished and ready bear for some people. Down. They've got it all set up. It looks great. Jeff feels good about it. Changshire looks proud. <laughs> the little paw prints all over the wall. It looks great. It's a great bear soul. dance. And then bear down right buddy <laughs> and it's on the on the side really remember when cute. chang and duncan like had it
1: out at the in the pool episode with was that table? that episode the big desk yeah
0: well i also uh, in, in season two there's the whole like restraining order thing yeah where he has to have the tape measure and and duncan like drives him out of the classroom and the cafeteria and stuff. that was funny <laughs> yeah Okay, so you've already mentioned how Garrett gets such a good moment in this episode. I don't know if on the podcast earlier today, but I don't think we give Neil enough credit. No. Because he gets a great little monologue here. He walks in with the sodas for the party, and I love the way that this joke is revealed because you're kind of just, okay, I guess, I bear, guess down, bear down. down for midterms. There's nothing to hint at what happened, right? Not at all. Have we seen – we haven't seen the Troy and LeVar Burton thing yet. That's no. later. That's That's later. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen anything that hints at it. So so Neil comes in with the sodas and he drops them. I did notice he has like three, 12 packs of sodas. That's yeah, one not of them's Diet for, Lemon
1: Lime soda. That's not enough soda for the party. Well, we don't know who's attending this Bear Down for Midterms dance. Greendale dances are always
0: hopping. It's There's true. There's always all kinds of attractive extras at these parties. It's true. So he comes in, Neil comes in and he drops all of his stuff and he gives a really great speech about. Why the bear down thing doesn't work? Uh, and honestly, if you want to think too hard about this joke, one of the other people in the room with Chang would have known about this if everybody knows about this to, enough to be so offended. Well,
1: when by it. when would they have watched the news today? They've been working on the dance all day.
0: Sure, they've been confined. Jeff's on his cell phone all day.
1: Jeff has like a BlackBerry that doesn't get the <laughs> internet. <laughs>
0: He hasn't had service for years. Like iPhones are a thing now, Jeff Jess. <laughs> That's true. I think they were a thing when the show started. Yikes. I love Neil's passion explaining all of this, that there was a birthday party that was mauled by bears and like children were killed or injured. And now they're having this dance with bears all over the place <laughs> wearing party hats. And the way he delivers that, this is obviously a ghoulish reference to it. He looks so hurt. And it's he's really so great upset. work. What a star he is. Everyone looks at Chang, and he's like, that's where I got it. (laughs) But honestly, if I'm being honest, this turn isn't the funniest part of the story. It's what comes before it, and it's also what's about to come after it. Because now they have to figure out what to do. Now that it's a bear dance and it's about a tragedy, they have to figure something out. And they messed up. Well, and it was, was like, we so really smart up for them
1: to show, not tell us what happened. Right? They didn't. They didn't like actually. We don't see them figuring out the plan, which I think makes it so much funnier.
0: Mm, are, is that true? Well, we see yeah. when
1: Annie comes in and they explain it to her. It's already cha- the decorations they've, are already changed, though, and everything.
0: Yeah, we don't see them come up with mm-hmm. Fat Dog. We just see them trying to explain it now that they've made it up. That's true. Uh, a scene I like here. We haven't been getting enough Dean this season so I far. was thinking that, too. When I was watching this, I was like, wow, I wish I had gotten more Dean office fiestas. Well, the Dean... So, Jim Rash might have been working on a movie or something. He's an Oscar winner. He might have been on set for... I'm sure there's a reason that he's not been in it that much. Yeah. So, yeah, they're having a fiesta, a little fiesta with... It looks like fajitas in the middle of the Dean's office. You could hear, like, sizzling going on in the background. <laughs> And all the Dean wants for them to all cheers on what's being said, and he wants Hickey to say, and I love the way the Dean says it each time, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> and Hickey's, I'm not saying that. And he's like, well, if you want me to do this thing. <laughs> dean I hate to be that guy. When he says, I'm not going to say that, and he just looks at Hickey for a second. <laughs> like, well, I hate to be that guy, but I'm not signing this form until Professor Hickey says easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's a really funny little bit of of Hickey feeling this pressure. And the conflict, even though it's about something silly, is an interesting conflict. Yeah. How far do you let yourself go to get something done? Or when do you say, I'm not playing this game. It's Mm -hmm. not worth it. It is a little interesting. And Annie and Hickey have a real little thing here. Annie calls him a petty old man. And and there's a real conflict growing between the two of them. And as silly as the situation is, it feels convincing. Yeah, totally. It's a really good moment for Annie. Yeah, it is. Annie has kind of a sleeper great episode because she doesn't get a lot of hilarious bits, but she's all over this thing, and Allison's a star.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hickey gives away in front of the dean what they're doing—that something about well, the guy lights his cigars with rideshare money, which is a funny line. Yeah, and then the dean says, "Annie, how low you've gone with this labyrinth you've created with puppets and macho rock stars." <laughs> on the flip side of of, of Hickey saying bisexual, I like David Bowie quite a bit. I Obviously, do too. Yeah. Like I I'm think, saying that as if it's like a cool opinion to have. Everybody. No, yeah, likes I David started Cohen.
1: and I, you know, as as is the case, unfortunately, a lot of time I didn't listen really through his stuff until he passed away. But I think Black Star is it haunting like and me. amazing. And I think that there's a couple other albums that I really really like too. I think there's, there's Zuki Stardust items. album Stardust is incredible. incredible. There was one um, other one that I liked a lot too.
0: He's one of those artists that I keep meaning to really do a deep dive and listening to the twenty something albums he has because I feel like it would be worth it.
1: Yeah, there was a girl I was talking to for a little bit that was a big David Bowie fan, so that was a good excuse to like
0: never listen to him it. again after you stop talking to her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tis a pity <laughs> she was a whore.
0: That was that was a great latter-day David Bowie impression. Thank you. It did not sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> and Annie really thinks she has the upper hand on Hickey, but then Hickey does turn it back on Annie and makes her feel like shit. Yeah. Calls her a whore. Not crazy about that. Like, different context, but Wait. come on, Hickey. Annie's pretty young. We're trying not to sexualize her. He said she was a whore? Well, he says you hoard yourself out. Ah, uh, oof. And it's just a yeah. jagged enough word that you might want to... It's a little rough, yeah. N- yeah. We try to But it really <laughs> makes Annie think about, oh, by doing this one thing, I've made everything... I don't know. There is a real... Like, I've said it four times now, but there is a real conflict there that's kind yeah. of interesting. And then when he leaves the dean saying, Oh wow, that got Sorkin-Y that's really funny. Do you get that reference? Do you know Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. I don't get the joke. Well, he just he writes he he's a writer and he like the West Wing is his show. And okay. his style is very Almost in a way like the Gilmore Girls where it's just talk, 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 talk. Like he uh-huh. kind of uh, revolutionized the walk and talk where it's like following uh, people as they walk down a hallway and, all turn, of and Order. We, we hear the whole conversation. That's a very Sorkin mm-hmm. thing. So their little conflict in the way they, they said it. They said on the commentary that this episode was kind of supposed to have a whole like Sorkin vibe a little bit more to it, but that it kind of mm-hmm. got lost in the shuffle. But I think yeah. it's a funny little joke. Yeah. Then the Dean's like, I don't know what just happened, but I feel like I should rip this contract up. And then now we're not quite to where the dance has started yet, but Annie walks in to see the progress... Ah! And yeah, we get the reveal that they have come up with a plan. They're not just scrapping all of the the stuff that they made. Now it's a dog dance. It's fat dog for midterms and all of the bears are dogs now. <laughs> I I think
1: it's so funny like how they turn the bears into the dogs. They like put ears or like dots all over them, but they're still f***ing bears and it's so funny. Like, they
0: put collars up, <laughs> And the way that now all of them are kind of playing Chang's game of, like, you know, you get it? Fat dog. <laughs> Come it's on. real. Fat dog it. You've heard it your whole life. Hang out. Relax. Like a, like fat, a fat dog. dog. Ah. You, And then There's Duncan and Shirley. Yep. Because they <laughs> just made it. That's so funny. They give, like, a little... And then Annie is like, "That's not even the question she's asking." She's like, "I never." Uh, okay, <laughs> Jeff, I love his Annie. You know, sometimes it feels like you don't take us seriously. <laughs> and they all start vibing off of that. Shirley saying, "Is it about race? Is this well, about I guess race?" We bring it
1: on ourselves, but it's still pretty frustrating.
0: Race. That's, <laughs> that's
1: Chang just yells, points at her. Race. <laughs> is it Shirley, is this
0: about race? Race. Because what are you going to say as a white woman when something like that is, yeah. You're like, no. Okay, <laughs> fat dog, I guess.
1: I guess I just need to fat dog this whole thing and bear down on it. Just pick an idea and bear down on <laughs> it.
0: Ben, too soon. I fat just need to fat concept. dog this concept. Fat dog, everybody. Fat dog it, yeah, baby. So it is gonna be a fat dog dance. That's a really cool lap, where so all of a sudden it gets darker and the dance is full. Yeah. Um. Another classic community dance. We haven't had a good little dance like this in a minute. I know. I, I, like, like, it. This I like
1: this dance. Fat dog dance is one of my favorites.
0: I guess we kind of had a dance in the ass crack bandit episode, but this one has the more like happy vibe that mm-hmm. their dances usually have. But it's about to get sad. Uh, Abed is starting to have a crush on this. Uh, starting to have a crush on deaf girl. And says, this has been such a good day. And she says, well, I'm about to ruin your day. And now that Abed has spent a day apparently learning the entirety of sign language, uh, she spoils the entire book to him. <laughs> the entire Bloodlines of Conquest. Yeah, tough. This just makes me not like Britta. And I love Britta. Yeah, this I don't want to not like Britta. This was so shitty. But that girl gets like a stack of money from Britta for yeah. doing that. Why is Britta so invested in this? I don't know why
1: i truly don't know
0: why? why 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 this would have been the type of story why? that like back in the day i would have been more like if troy and abed were doing this with each other yeah against each other it makes more it just makes there's no fun in it, it there's no fun or whimsy in britta doing this to abed it's just like a mm-hmm. shitty thing to do totally and of course britta immediately feels like an asshole because abed feels really bad he was starting to like that girl and they don't mention it but he just lost his friend and now he's making a new connection and britta just yeah, like and she ruins it what the yeah fuck? and britta's line it's a funny line but it's a bad yeah. line and I-, and I gave a differently abled person a job Oof. now i really feel bad <laughs> let's be fat dogs about this <laughs> what do you think about this how they weave this in i cheered like, Abed walks out of the dance to go after this girl, who, as we've established, there really isn't a real connection between them. It's it's more just that they that he was interested in her and they like bonded a little bit over something. There wasn't. I a like real, their like, vibe. We, I'm talking about the deaf girl. Oh, so like Abed leaves to go after her, but we've established that there's not really something there. Is he going after her, or is he just leaving? Yeah, yeah, because he says, I, I really liked her, and I feel like he leaves, and maybe he's going after I don't know. That he's down about this girl. I thought he was just sad Maybe he's not chasing he was after, going her, but, after her, but he's definitely thinking about her, and it definitely mm-hmm. ruined his night. And then nope, we see he Rachel. about her, and he doesn't know who she is. And we see Rachel, the coat check girl. On the commentary, Dan talked a little bit about it, uh, like, did I put this in because I liked her in season four? And he said, And he said, (laughs) Rachel was really fun, and uh, people really liked that episode, so we brought her back, and he talked a lot about how good it was to have Brie Larson on a set. Yeah. Uh, Brie Larson doesn't get anything to do here, really. Nope. But it's a really nice thing that Abed, uh, I don't know, he's a little more forward with this than he usually is. Yeah. He's so akin to have these relationships that are broken up by a little thing, and he just kind of lets it go and moves on to the next one. But mm-hmm. he sees this girl. He remembers that she was the one that was the most fun to be with, uh, and he he stops by. I like their little interaction that they have when Abed's apologizing to her for just kind yeah. of leaving. And he's like, that was part of the gas leak year, but I don't want to just use that as an excuse. And they do have this nice little, like, I mean, I guess we could both, like, have called each other. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry for that. Could have put in some effort. Uh, and Rachel asks him if he wants to get lunch sometime, and Abed, the bad baller he is, says, hey. no, let's go get dinner right now. And then there's a funny joke that she says, well, I started this coat check without <laughs> permission anyway, so I can just leave. Which is really fucking funny. And they, they walk out together to the tune More Than This by Roxy Music, which is nice. a really great band. I
1: don't know the. Do they have anything else that I would know? Other than they're this? a really
0: iconic band from like the '70s. I, like the uh, I think they are. They more have inspired people that mm. you would know than knowing their songs. Okay. But they're another one of those artists that I keep meaning to really go down the rabbit hole with. Mm-hmm. They're about to have like a reunion tour for their 50th anniversary or something, and it's wow. uh, they're opening. They're being opened by St. Vincent. Ah, oh, nice. Which would be really fun. I like her. Is she and Cara Delevingne still together?
1: I don't think so, right? No idea. Hmm. No idea.
0: I didn't know that was a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so we get this little montage to the song where Annie looks where the bulletin board should be and reflects on the day, and Hickey looks at one of his bulletin... No, no, first he's looking at the TV, the birthday <laughs> horror, where, yeah, on the bottom, LeVar Burton and non-celebrity... Missing, Pirates, Gulf of Mexico... Uh, what do you think about that? I know, right? Because that little thing, everybody who watches Community and thinks about it has seen that and knows that. So that kind of makes that little thing canon. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't like it. They send off Troy just for it to go wrong. Of course, that's how it would go if you kept seeing the story. But can yeah. you just, like, let him go live off and wonder at least for a while? Right, of like, course, one it's just thing, a little if, joke, so it doesn't when,
1: like, Here's all I can say. In the movie, when Troy and LeVar come sailing back into Greendale, yes. they can make a joke about, yeah, after we befriended those pirates, things started really to get a lot easier for us, or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah Donald Glover sure. would be a really handsome pirate. Sure. He, he, well, Donald Holy Glover f- is just a really handsome. Pirate. He's Yeah, just he's handsome. really handsome.
0: Picky looks at this bulletin board that he has that's a bunch of, like, uh, things about him. There's something about mm-hmm. him being removed from a Ripper case. That we saw in the Ass Crack Bandit episode. Yeah. Why does he have some of this stuff on a bulletin board?
1: I don't know. It's like a restraining
0: order. But I really like how this story ends. We're getting this montage of just, like, nothing works out the way you want it to, uh, you're not going to get your good parking spots. You might as well buy a bike. I love that – a couple of things. I love that she's reading an article about buying bikes. Yeah. She's just reading an article, about, reading buying an article about, about buying bikes to say something. Uh, what was the one before it? Nathan Philly, and he didn't get his porn, no porn back, and that's sad. Did you see what Rachel and Abed were watching? No. It, you see just like a corner of yeah, their TV, totally and it pans over to them. It's Rick and Morty. Oh, really? That's this funny. was like during the beginning of Rick and Morty. Nice. That's what they're watching together, eating popcorn, and it's cute. That's cute. Rick and Morty. Yeah, I guess Rick and Morty did start about this time, huh? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Hickey decides to rip all the things off of his bulletin board, and he just straight up goes into the cafeteria, puts it up where it's supposed to be, and does the drilling. And I like that. I think it's a really good hickey character moment it makes a lot of sense for his character and it brings that storyline to a head like he's not gonna go through all the bureaucracy of it he's yeah. just gonna put up the f***ing bulletin board and it's a nice Annie moment too it gives them a little bit of a bond Allison Brie sells that really well I love how all of a sudden the dean comes in and he's backed up by these two bouncers and yeah. he sticks up his fingers like go get him well but here's that made thing. me laugh so hard when I saw it he's like, get him yeah Sick that was boys. really
1: funny but Nobody gave a shit about the bulletin board actually going up. They just, uh-huh. he, because he originally just asked for the stuff to do it himself. It's so I don't know why the dean all of a sudden cares about it. I don't know. It's because you get so caught up in the minutia. I <laughs> well, don't cause, know. Because the dean didn't want anything other than for him to say, easy peasy lemon squeeze. He
0: just does, uh, th- nobody likes that they want, that things aren't being done the way that they've set them up to be mm. done, I guess. And Annie straight up jumps on the security guards yeah. to defend uh to defend Hickey and I think she like wins. Yeah. Because the dean's like, all right, guys, enough. All right, you win. <laughs> <laughs> Some pretty shitty security. That wouldn't yeah. have happened when she well, was. Well, they're custodians. The security guard. Oh, that's true. Let's go. I don't know. It feels <laughs> like a moment out of like a, a 70s movie all of a sudden. Yeah, totally. Fat dog it, man. Here's something that's interesting to me. I feel like this episode ends really really abruptly Mm -hmm. we've had this little montage that kind of sets up little things where nobody got what they wanted i mean it does have an ending it's just literally exactly how the episode ends that it seems like uh, too fast for me. It feels like the episode has about five minutes left to it when it ends. Yeah. Uh, because we get here after the Chang – sorry, after Hickey and Annie have their little moment, we get the fat dog dance, which is fat very, very dance. funny. Uh, it's a brand-new dance <laughs> based on an old phrase. It's called the fat dog, and it will amaze. You've heard this expression your entire life. It's not made up. It's not made, made up. up. It's it's not not made up. up.
1: Garrett (laughs)
0: haphazardly doing it off to the side, knocks the ears off one of the bears and immediately they've been had. And he announces to everyone, (laughs) it's a bear dance. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. No
1: panic. No people running around. No, No, it feels,
0: it's funny. It's a very funny moment. And I think that's why I don't love it as an ending because I wanted a little bit more. Yeah. I was laughing really hard. And then the end tag, which is also very, very funny starts. And I just wanted more. Yeah, which is a great problem to have, I guess. Totally, totally. Let's agree. talk about the intag. I just love John Oliver so goddamn much. I love when they put him in the show more, and that he gets this whole bit to do a bunch of little physical things, looking for the the staples, and and reacting to the things on the phone, and just this. Okay, so we've learned before that Greendale has some weird like government ties. I remember in the mm. the zombie episode how. Uh, I don't, like, it was all army surplus stuff and, like, all the army, like, the SWAT. I don't know, all the stuff that came. And then in another episode where the dean was like, did you know the Greendale students are technically in the army reserves? Yeah. (laughs) So all that Duncan does is call this hotline to get office supplies. And and if you listen, so option one isn't right. That's not what I need. Option two is not right. That's what I need. The third option, the last one, that's what I need. But wait, all of a sudden the female-friendly office supply voice goes to that, For option, no. For marigold. Marigold. Press four. Oh yeah, we'll see. What did you say it was? Arcadia, marigold. For obsidian. For aqua cerulean.
1: For Arcadia. Press three.
0: Oh. And he presses a button at random, and then this like really panicked guy. Oh no, he puts in an activation code. He makes one up by (laughs) boop boop boop. Slam. Hand on the thing. (laughs) Confirmed. Arcadia initiated. (laughs) A really panicked, like, what sounds like a guy in, like, the plane that's about to fly over. It's like, what's your he's clearance like, level? Are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nope. Oh, no, no. Can you, can you? soul <laughs> He, like, changes his Cancel. voice. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. The plane flies over as if it was about to attack the school or something, but it continues to fly over because he canceled it in time. And then, oh, look, there's the staples. Stupid. (laughs) Really funny I love that when asked what his
1: clearance was, like, he said, top.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The highest one you have. (laughs) After going through this episode, it doesn't hold up as well as I thought it did. What Mm -hmm. this episode has going for it is that it's so funny and that it uses the ensemble really well for where the ensemble is at this point of the series. Uh, So it's not like a favorite favorite, but it's definitely the perfect episode to come at a point where you need to be reminded that the show can still be funny and feel just as quick and just as full, even though it's lost a couple of people. I feel like they did it really uh, successfully. What do you think?
1: I agree. I think it's really funny. I think the bear down thing is really strong and makes the episode get remembered a little more fondly in my head than maybe i truly feel about it sure
0: Um, but it's one of the funniest things in the show yeah it's so good it's great it's funny enough to lift up the episode quite a bit yeah any other thoughts do you want to move into mvp let's mvp it it's annie for me she's a star in this episode Mm -hmm. Uh, she's not the comedic star i would give like an honorable mention of course to chang but annie's great she's all over this thing
1: yeah, I think Annie had a really good episode. My honorable mentions go to Hickey
0: and Duncan,
1: okay. as well as Miss Edison. Okay, that's but fine. I couldn't not give it to Chang. I think it's Chang only because so it's funny. just
0: the one moment. Uh, there's not, of course, it's the well. But here's bit the thing: the Chang makes me laugh from the first time he's in the episode to the when last. he just sits, stands up, and stands back. And there. I and
1: I was teetering between Chang and Annie and Hickey until the f***ing fat dog dance that sold it for me.
0: <laughs> okay, I won't. I get it. I think Chang's both are great. valid
1: answers though. Annie has a great episode yeah, I won't and fight I think you for that it. but I think Annie has had better episodes. Chang has not had very many where I laughed more at him than I did in this episode.
0: Well, here's why I really like this episode for Annie is season 4 did a lot of backtracking with Annie, made yeah. her All about Jeff and all about, like, girly girl looking for love. Made her a
1: little kid again.
0: Yeah, and I really like this episode because we've got driven, determined adult Annie back. I like bad cop Annie. Like Yeah, I like Annie a lot in this one. And she's always very willing to dip into that little bit darker side. Yeah. I love it. So good. Maybe there are better Annie episodes, but this is taking her in the direction that I want her to be. Uh, But I'm glad you give it to Chang. Season 5 and 6 Chang is my favorite. We've got a lot of good Chang stuff coming up. I'm excited. And that's it. We did it. It's been a chaotic podcast. Uh, I don't know how much of it's going to end in the final cut, but for all of you playing along at home, we got FaceTimed in the middle of it. Uh, we we had people mowing the lawn outside real loud. I don't know how this is going to end up. Wild. Ended. Yeah, the pre-show was wild. We're like a solid wild.
1: half hour behind where we normally. Yeah, it's land. been
0: a wild week, but I still had fun. I yeah, loved I did it. too. I loved it was a it whirlwind week. time. Every week's pretty wild. Yeah. Next week we'll be back. Next week is Bondage and Beta Male Sexuality. It's both a Brita episode and it's a Duncan episode. So I'm excited to get into that one. It'll be a lot of fun. And also it has another Chang storyline that I really like. I like it. So we're going to get into that next week. If you want to be a part of it, send us in Trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moments over to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. If you really love our podcast and you haven't signed up for the Patreon yet, patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast. Get all your extra podcasts, get your postcards from us, hang out with us, and help support the show. Steven, where else can the lovely people find us? You know, if you're not quite
1: ready to hop on the, the, the train-treon, uh... Hmm. then you can find us over free of charge mm-hmm. uh internet services may apply uh to twitter.com and find us over at you can't Pod. we're also shaking that ass on instagram uh
0: over at <laughs> In small text ass shaking maybe not there <laughs> if you go there looking for it you may not find it <gasps> uh over we'll shake these bubble butts another day but it's not
1: there yet uh over at can't disappoint podcast uh we are also on facebook and youtube under the whole name of the show uh you can't disappoint a podcast with the correct amount of p's and s's in each word
0: well we're already about halfway through season 5 this is just blazing along the last stretch of community it feels crazy i'm really enjoying season 5 yeah season 5 is great yeah well, that's it for this week. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, uh, don't stress it, Fat Dog It.
1: Fat Dog It. Fat Dog I'm It. I'm Zach. I'm Stephen. Fat and Dog. And we'll see
0: all you Fat Dogs next week. Fat Dog. Fat Dog.